I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Big second and two. Prescott in the gun, fakes the inside handoff. Slants picked off. At the 50, this might be a house call. To the 30, it's Darnell Savage. All the way in, 50-yard-plus return. That does not help. Was that night-night game over for you, Bobby, or before? (laughs) Yeah, it was was over there. I don't want to... I don't. I don't want to out somebody's take, but I'm. I'm gonna have to do it. So we're walking to the the Brad Sham radio booth when this happens, and brought us at twenty to nothing. Brian goes, I think they're gonna come back and win this game. He's like, it's it's coming. I think they're gonna come back and win this game. And then the pick six happened. And then Brian had gone to the bathroom during the pick six and came back and he goes, they're gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> now he was salty at you. In the last love of the star for you disrespecting the Packers and none of us giving them a chance, mm-hmm. was there a lot of I told you so, take no, there was that? No, there was none of that because my whole thing the entire time, it's what we talked about the other day. If Green Bay won, like Green Bay can play good football, but if Green Bay won, you would need Dallas to do kind of what they did yesterday. Like yeah. that's how you win. I'm not saying that they didn't have their hand in it and and played really well and, and made things tough on Dallas, well, but... A lot of that was just Dallas doing the dumb Dallas things they've done all year. Well, it's interesting because I have two emails from two separate people, listeners. Make sure you get Bobby's smug butt for saying Green Bay's wide receiver core was below average. I did not say they were below average. Well, two people said you did. Okay, well, Uh. two people don't know how to (laughs) effing listen. What I said in the pregame show, we can go pull it if you like. I heard Uh, it. What I said in the pregame show was that they don't have – I was giving Jordan Love credit for doing what he did without having that number one stud, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb type. I said they have good receivers, just not a number one. And by the way, you said for a day like this, uh, Martin Luther King Day and the freeze, a ton of Tolo texts. Tons. Thank Uh, you all. They're awake, and they they, they maybe didn't go to sleep. Oh, Bassick didn't. He said, I'm having a hard time sleeping. I may come in and co-host. My son, when I, when I woke up this morning, I, his light was on in his bedroom. And I was like, and that, now he sometimes will fall asleep with the light on. And I went in there, and he's awake. And I was like, what are you? My, my 11-year-old, I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, can't sleep. Can't sleep. Okay. Yeah. Man, go to bed, brother. Y'all, please stick with it. Misery loves company. And I'm about to be miserable. I'm sorry. Apologizing in advance. I'm about to be miserable until the Super Bowl. Not just today or tomorrow. The rest of these playoff games, like today, they they just, I wanted to go home, figure out something to cook, give myself a little project. I think my kid's school is open, so he won't be around to annoy me. Early double header, Buffalo weather game. Monday night, Eagles get eliminated, and it's all ruined. All of it's ruined because of these freaking cowards. Yeah, it's because it, a lot of times when you lose, either you do one of two things. You either just go away from the sport, any sport, whatever it is, or you pick another team to follow. Yeah. And I couldn't enjoy last night. Last night was a hell of a game. Props, I'm happy for the Lions. 
Happy that we got that pick right over Bobby after he got us yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, careful. Don't, don't flex too hard. Why? You got one loss. We got one loss. Yeah, exactly. But no, we, two, we, still, we, we have two losses. We have two losses. <laughs> all of us. We still have the Philly game tonight for yeah. me to flex on you. Did you pick Tampa? You picked Tampa. I'm right? gonna, we didn't pick it on Friday, but yes, I'm picking Tampa. Oh, okay. Um, what about the future now? What could happen? Jerry Jones afterwards outside the locker room on the future of Mike McCarthy and a possible coaching change would have happened sooner rather than later. When I start, uh, when I think about it, which I haven't thought one second about it, uh, I know how hard, uh, uh, how much it meant to our fans to advance. Uh, what this loss to me means, again, I opened up by saying not how, why, who didn't, who didn't do what, all of that kind of thing. The only thing that was on my mind almost this entire game was not an analysis of our strategy, not an analysis of the play. It was, do we get to play here again next week? And we can't. And that could have happened by a point, or it could have happened the way it happened out there. And that's all I'm thinking about, and that's all I thought about. And uh, uh, it uh, is uh, uh, real, and uh, uh, we'll dismiss the, uh, we'll dismiss our group, our team tomorrow. That's as real as it gets. All right, let's go to Ian Rappaport Live, NFL Network, McCarthy Future. Uh, hold on, I got ESPN pulled up. Give me one sec. Oh, Peyton. Oh, Peyton. Just said he had it. I guess Peyton did take off today. So no. the- <laughs> You know what network Ian Rapp works for? You got it? Go. Disastrous defeat. Uh, he is going into a contract year this coming year, 2024. Generally, that means organizations have to make a decision. Do I re-up a coach uh, for his next four or five years or however many it is, or do I move on and say it is not working? That is the situation that the Jones are tasked with today. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of angst. There's a lot of uncertainty. Talking to people on that staff, I think they really wonder, is this it? Is this the end for Mike McCarthy? Fair to say no one knows a firm decision for the Dallas Cowboys, but it's not looking great. And when you consider that many other organizations, seven actually right now, are undergoing their head coaching searches, if the Cowboys did, they'd be a little behind. Plus consider that a coach like Bill Belichick Mike Vrabel. I mean, there's some very big name, very successful coaches out there. If the Cowboys are going to make this decision, it would behoove them to do it sooner rather than later. All right. Um, Ooh. Jim Harbaugh, by the way, meeting with the Chargers today. So this whole patient thing that Jerry did with Jason Garrett, it may burn him choppy if he ultimately decides to make this McCarthy change. Right, because Jason's last year, they missed the playoffs, right? They missed the playoffs. Yeah, that was the 8-8 eight and eight year where yeah. they had like a record point differential for a team that didn't go to the playoffs. Seven yeah. openings with a free agent coaching class that we may not have good. seen before. It's, it's a very good free agent coach, coaching class. Um, how's the free agent quarterback class, though? How, do, how was that? <laughs> well, look, I, I will say, by the way, the caller last hour who was like, Dak needs to take 35. You guys got to realize... Regardless of how he played last night, he still has all the leverage in negotiations right now. They they still are going to have to work something to right. figure this out. Because I, I do believe, whether or not you want to get rid of Dak or not, uh, he is an attraction to another head coach. Because the idea of going into a situation with Dak or with an uncertainty sure. at the position. Yes. I still think the Charger jobs were attractive because of Herbert. but And Kellen. And Kellen, right. <laughs> but, uh, but this one is, is right there. You know, there's a couple of options. If you wanted to go with it, are you going to go with, you want the Dan Campbell clone? Well, that's Mike Vrabel. Or do you want the coach that's going to make sure that everything is buttoned up? 
Well, that's Bill Belichick. And you want the one with the cotton dockers? That's Jim Harbaugh. What are you uh what are you hearing or what did you gather yesterday at the stadium during this disaster? I, I mean, I think the sense from a lot of people who who work there right now is that I, I think a lot of people think that McCarthy is out. I, I think that that's the assumption. And I think that's a, a, a an assumption most people have right now. I don't think any, nobody I talked to yesterday or, or heard from or chatted with thinks like, oh, this is done or, or has said something like, oh, yeah, I know this is done. But there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, I think this is probably time's up because this is a bad look when you go out there. I think there's a, a big expectation that after what happened last night, there a lot of people think that Dan Quinn's going to get offered the Seattle job, and it doesn't sound like this year the Cowboys are going to do what they've done in the past to really try and back up the Brinks truck and, and keep him around. So I think that there is a real potential, especially if McCarthy and Quinn are both out, there's a real potential this is an entire staff reset. Like, I mean, that that could happen. And the news came out late last week. Will McClay is staying. Will McClay is staying. Yep, that broke uh, Friday afternoon that he's going to stick around, not take any of those jobs, not take any of those inter- interviews. And I wonder I if think, that's... I think Archer broke that. I, I wonder if that is indicative of the fact that Quinn could be going to Seattle. Because we've heard that, like, hey, Quinn and... and McClay may partner up somewhere together. That might be something that they look at. So if Quinn's going to go to Seattle, well, John Schneider's not going anywhere. That's the job that would be the GM job. We took a lot of crap last week uh, for having Mike Florio on and covering, which in my opinion is our jobs, the what if factor. Well, the what if happened 1 million percent yesterday. Did any people that you talked to kind of send you a, I always ask Bobby, I'm like, what are, what do your media friends say about us? Are they <laughs> insulting us? Are they saying you guys are clowns? Or how do you get along with Sharif? Is he really you know this much of an unreasonable prick? All that stuff. Um, you can dump, look at Peyton. Just dump me. Um, <laughs> no one, no one, no one's out there, Pepe. Um, did anyone give you that type of message? What are y'all doing talking about Belichick? Why why are you guys entertaining this? It's a joke. It's, no, it's not happening. No, I think I think everybody out there understood that. Mike very easily, depending on this game, went. Mike could lose his job. And so because of that, I think it's reasonable to then fill in the blanks and say Belichick would be part of that discussion. So I, I don't think anybody did. Look, you again, you want to I, I know everybody. There were a lot of people who yelled at us for that. You want to yell at somebody for for speculating on what ifs? Well, right after you won the division, the owner and general manager stood up there and said, we'll take it game by game. He yeah. speculated on it, essentially. Yeah. Slater. Did you hear that? As your front and center in front of Jerry yesterday asking all of McCarthy fire questions, you were uh, Slater, Slater was uh, hey, Slater was precedent yesterday, Jerry. She was. She but, was. But, she went but after. when we had Florian on, she tweeted, "How is this good for anyone?" I think she's talking how is this about. Good? And let me finish. Let okay. me finish. My, I know she's your girl. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but she wants to tweet and and question what we're doing. So I I got the microphone at the end of the day here, uh-huh. uh, and she's like, "How is this? How is this benefiting anybody? The culture is as good as it's ever been." And she's front and center in front of Jerry asking when Mike and if Mike could go. I think she I thought was, the, I think that's rich. I, I think she was I think she was addressing personally, I didn't ask her, but I think she was addressing Florio, not us interviewing him. I think she was addressing Florio's idea. All right, well sorry, Jane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Dak Prescott, by the way, this to me is the key, can be a key to the whole thing. Dak was asked about McCarthy's job status. How genuinely true and authentic is this response? 
I, I don't know how there can be, but I understand the business. Uh, in, in that case, it should be about me as well, honestly. I mean, that, that guy, I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, we, this team has had the success that they've had because of him. And uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl. And, and that, that's the standard of the league and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. That statement and the authenticity, accuracy, and truth of it if they're going to keep Dak and give him the extension, RJ, that statement, we need to figure out how 100% legit that is. If he really feels like Mike McCarthy unlocked something in his game, look, for all the Dak talk, and we're going to have a lot of it throughout the week, he's going to finish third in MVP. Maybe second. Maybe second. He's going to finish top two or three for MVP. Did Mike McCarthy really bring something different offensively to the table that allowed that to happen with a hell of a season? That's something you have to factor in and weigh into yeah. the conversation. Yeah, you do. Um, look, I mean, uh, maybe you could say the approach that, hey, he did. A, he already unlocked it, so now it's already locked. So let's just, yeah. you know, we, Dak can use what he has moving forward. Yes. Because there are, Dak would not be the first quarterback to lose a coordinator, a coach, Tom Brady, how many coordinators does Tom Brady have? Yeah. All right. How many coordinators does Peyton Manning have? How many, you know, now Mahomes is not a, a new coordinator. And that doesn't mean that, you know, that I'm comparing him to those guys, sure. but there are plenty of quarterbacks. Great. You know, it, generally what happens is if you have a good year, your, your coordinator generally becomes a head coach. Yes. And you're just going to have. Tom lost a lot of those guys to promotions. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that happens. That's a good thing. It's a good thing to lose quarter, you know, co- co- coordinators to, to promotions. It shows that you had a good year. And this is why, you know, great quarterbacks are able to withstand that. And it's up to Dak now to do that if you were to lose him. Michael Irvin goes ballistic, says everyone has got to go. Des Bryant telling Jerry who to fire as well. And where does this one rank on the all-time sting list in DFW? Not not for all the teams in town. The Cowboys playoff list of losses. Where does this one rank with my- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Michael Irvin and Dez going off on this football team next. Love with a play fake. Boots back to his Wide open. Throws back down the right side. Musgraves all alone at the 15, down the sideline, to the pylon. Touchdown, Green Bay. More Cowboy phone calls throughout the entire morning here. Uh, thank you for sticking with us on a miserable, shocking Monday uh, following what happened against the Green Bay Packers. Got the entire squad in studio. Sean, RJ, and Bobby. We got Peyton and Ryan. We're live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. How was it for y'all driving in, by the way? We're going to get Dan Brunoff with the DFW weather report at 820 this morning. Uh, it wasn't terrible. Um, there was maybe a spot or two where it was a little slick. It, you know, in Roanoke, it was, I noticed that I took the dog out this morning when I woke up. Well. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. And I sent y'all a text. I was like, ah, oh, what's going on? And I see as I'm driving east, I got in a grapevine. I was like, okay, now it's getting a little bit worse. I thought that it was lake effect snow mm. from the great Dan Brunoff. Um, and then bad and Irving was bad. Like it was like, I could not see out of my windshield very well, but it wasn't terrible. Speaking of Irv, well, you, you, how was it for you? Uh, I s- slipped on one spot going up a bridge, like like. But for the most part, it was clear. The bi- the more difficult thing was the amount of lake effect snow around Irvin that was just like flowing into my windshield. You couldn't see. Pay pay. I was on the uh, couch back here, you know. So I was I was afraid <laughs> of the roads. You and but, McKenzie uh, so fight. I, uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> you know, she kicked me out of uh, our house now. Whoa! Uh, I'm joking. Stop it. Stop it. No, but I did not see the roads. I did not go outside. So I don't know if they're good, bad, ugly. But sounds like uh, they're not perfect. Surprisingly okay for me. I didn't have any slippage coming in. I'm looking out here on 75, and it does not look like it's covered with anything. So they look clear. Hopefully that's the case. We'll see what happens with the freeze mm. later on and for tomorrow. Yep, I mean, it's gonna. Be, it's not gonna get warmer until what about Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. 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 We'll get the uh, latest from Dan Brunoff. Uh, speaking of Irvin, you guys were talking about Irvin. It was a stretch. Yeah, it was a stretch. Uh, Michael Irvin putting this locker room on blast on his social media after. When I got here. I understood the men before me. They built the Dallas Cowboys. They made this America's team. They put a championship on the table before I got here. My job while I was here is to match what they have done because they built it. They handed it to me. Put my damn championship on the table. That's all we have. Put your damn championship on the table and you couldn't do it. All the ass has got to go. Wow. Mike. Carpe all, omnia. All the asses <laughs> got to go. That was a playmaker going off. Des Bryant, who I think was betting in game, said somebody getting fired after he heard Jerry in the post, and he also went to Dan Quinn. I mean, he torched Dan Quinn, saying Dan Quinn already packing up for Seattle. 
get his ass up out of here. And I'm paraphrasing because I can't repeat exactly what the middle 88 said. Look, you want to speculate about uh, playoff uh, Seattle distraction? Fine. It's on the table today. That's how stupid that game plan looked. That's how inadequate that performance was. You want to come up here with a theory and say, Dan Quinn, he was thinking about replacing Pete Carroll. Fine. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to argue with you whatsoever. Normally, I don't subscribe to it, but that is how brain dead that strategy seemed. And Mike McCarthy doubled it up on the offensive side with running the football as much as he did, especially on second down. I was really surprised at the number of people who were suggesting on social media and and the people that were talking about it, you know, behind the scenes that just this thought for, for some folks that not distracted by the Seattle job, almost that like trying to get out of there. Like, like, well, I got to get to Seattle, so let me put a bad game plan out here on purpose. Like, consciously. Do it. That was a weird suggestion that I saw a lot of people drop it out there yesterday. Dez tweeted, exactly, Quinn was ready to leave Dallas, fire his ass, Jerry, and give him his wish. Somebody from around the league texted me yesterday, Quinn should be fired too, likely knew he was getting the Seattle job and was horrible. You think he purposely tanked this thing just so he could I don't. Get, I don't. I think it's an odd suggestion. No, the, I think it's complete. Uh, the draft picks. No, I think it's a completely weird suggestion, but people are suggesting it for some reason. 877-881-1053 in order to hit us up on the truckwreck.com text line here on Sean and RJ. Uh, I put out the poll question. It got 7,700 responses. 7,774 tolos. Head coach of the Cowboys poll question. Keep McCarthy, promote Dan Quinn, Belichick, Harbaugh, Vrabel, or other. How do you think the Tolos voted? What a mighty, mighty fall for someone on this list. Oh, my Lord. They wanted the D. Um, you think that they want they Dan voted Quinn? D. No, they voted D. Yeah, very, oh. very nice, Chris Rose. Um, oh, the Belichick. Rabel, Harbaugh, I think wins easy. Belichick is in his own category. Is in his own category. Then you got Harbaugh, Vrabel, other. I think Belichick wins. Belichick is in second at 27%. 60% of the near 8,000 Tolos have voted for Harbaugh, Vrabel, other. Ring me up, Peyton. For for Jim Harbaugh. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, Harbaugh is the guy that I would love. I, I, I would love for them to go get Jim Harbaugh. Why and, Harbaugh over some of the others? Uh, because if you want to talk about... Like a, Harbaugh versus Vrabel. Because I think Harbaugh is a push-you-over-the-edge guy who's shown like an ability to to do it at a higher level in the NFL than Vrabel has. And so, and I mean, he, I think he's got a, a good idea of personnel. And yeah. I, I, think, I think Harbaugh would be really good. I would not... Does Harbaugh or Trent get the San Fran roster credit? Uh, I think that there, uh, it's not Harbaugh getting a majority of it, but I think Harbaugh absolutely has a good eye for talent. I, okay. I, I think that ultimately, you don't think he was like totally hands off. No, I think that there was guys like Scott McLuhan and and people there who who really impacted it. But I think he's, I do think he's got a good eye for talent. He he's the one who got Richard Sherman to Stanford and or, or got Richard Sherman out of Stanford. And I, I mean, they, they yeah, he's, a, I think he's a good talent. I, I don't, have, I don't, I would have a problem with Harbaugh. I just, you know, like the difference between him, you know, Vrabel. They went what he went one round further. Than Vrabel did. It's not like this. Like Vrabel never made it anywhere. You um, mean like to the Super Bowl versus the AFC Championship game? Like I, I mean, you know, I, I think they're. I'd be happy with. I mean, either one. I think they're both good coaches. I would not. I would not be upset with Vrabel. Like initially, I will say this: 
if Vrabel would come in here and try to dictate certain concepts on offense as a defensive player coming out by the way, I would not be in favor of that. But, I mean, I think Vrabel would be good for their culture and toughness and everything else. This is for R.J. Choppy. Yes, sir. Because he normally tries to be the most consistent one in terms of uh, stability, not in his own life, but for coaching. <laughs> you know, not he's not quick trigger fire this guy. You've said, you know, 12 win seasons. What's the stat now? This is the first time in NFL history, first off, that a number seven team won in the playoffs. And the first time ever that a team has won 12 games in three consecutive years has not at least made it to the conference championship game. You have been a proponent of keeping the coach who does that. Where do you stand right now this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time? R.J. Wow. Choppy. On the dot, you said it. On the dot. That's Literally why 7.30 on the dot. I'm that good of a host. Uh, 7.30. No. He hit the post. No, it was total luck. <laughs> Where do you stand on Mike McCarthy? Uh, it, 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 today's the day to get me. If, if you want me to, today would be the day. I, I am as open to change as I ever will be after that. And I'm not usually like that. And 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 tomorrow, I probably will like, okay, we take a step back here. Yeah. I feel like I need some days to breathe on it. Yeah, and I think Jerry will too. <laughs> I, I I don't think we're if Jerry makes a decision, I don't I don't see it happen until Wednesday at the, at the earliest. Why though? Because that's his mo. No, 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 no. Why why do you need it to breathe? Because I do I do think winning like twelve games first. And Olson talked about this yesterday. Let's if, let, if, let's play Olson real quick. This is Greg Olson in the second half mm. when they had quit, arguably. Saying getting rid of McCarthy is cuckoo talk. I'm going to be the first to go on record. I think the conversation about replacing Mike McCarthy is crazy talk. So let me just preface it by saying that. But I always think the best exercise is if you let go your coach, would anyone else hire him? I think the answer with Mike McCarthy is clear. I think teams would jump over themselves to hire him to have this level of consistent success. So if the answer to that question is yes, that answers it. I think you would get hired again. I, I don't know how you don't hire a coach who, A, has a Super Bowl, and B, in his second stop, won 36 games in, in three seasons. That's that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. I understand the drawbacks. I get it. But, yeah, I mean, like, I, I do I do think winning 12 games in three straight years is a, is a valuable thing. Like, he obviously – It's a great achievement. He, yeah, he, he, he obviously fits with this quarterback, with this team, with this organization – um, but I, I also understand like, you know, and, and teams had to make tough decisions. The Rams had to make a tough decision on Jared Goff. Uh, the, there are teams who had to make tough decisions on certain coaches out there. Um, you, the, 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 the Falcons had to make a tough decision with Dan Quinn. I mean, they, they went to a Super Bowl with Dan Quinn. They won playoff games with Dan Quinn. They had to make tough decisions. The, the, the Seattle just had to make one. With Pete Carroll. Give me the percentage that you feel confident that Mike should not be back. Should not be or will not be? Should. Your feeling. Uh, if, if I was making the decision today, right now, uh, knowing what's out there, I'd probably make a change. What's your percentage? 100. I mean, uh, No. Honestly, nope. And look, I mean. See, I, I, th- I think you have to. Tomorrow I'll change my mind. Okay. I um I think that and look some of this is there there's certain things that are 
in poor taste, I think, to discuss when 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 somebody's actively trying to do a job or get a job done. And that in retrospect, I think are fair to say, hey, here are the, the, the things that you can lay out and say it was time for a change. Like, like here, if people are like, why, why was this, why did this happen? Then you go, okay, well, look, if you're having trouble understanding it, here are the reasons why it should, it probably should have happened. So I think some of that exists. That's probably in poor taste to talk about until Mike is potentially fired. But I will say that I think that pretty clearly they've been good enough to play with the contenders for three years now. They've been talented enough to to hang with those teams. Hang with them straight up? No, or in the standings? No, they, to end up in the same place these teams did. Yes. Like you ended up in the same spot. You ended up in the same pool of competition with those teams. And consistently, they are losing in ways that that feel like they come down to preparation and details and the things that would be on not just Mike McCarthy, but that would be on yeah. all of the coaches on that staff. It's, it's, it's like, that's the problem, you know, but here's the other, the flip side of that is when, when coaching becomes a difference, a true difference, they lose. Right. But, and listen, I, you, you got, you got it. We, we all have to, to, to own this one too. Not Sean, but Linehan wasn't good enough. Callahan wasn't good enough. Jason wasn't good enough. Kellen wasn't good enough. Mike ain't good enough. Like sooner or later, it's the damn quarterback. Who man. said Kellen? But that, that's the thing. So like, seriously, like no, you can't keep changing coaches on the offense to fix the quarterback, and then the quarterback never get fixed, and then you realize, oh crap, here we are, ten years down the road, we got to make a change. Do we like, ha- stop shopping at Dollar General do we, do we, for your quarterback we, and pick one of the first? Do round. we have? Do we have an issue with the offense? Like, like, like what's yesterday a, we did. Okay, <laughs> yesterday we had an issue with the offense. But again, what we're talking about is issues of preparation and details, not schematic or at like execute. It's the stuff that is all laid out in front of you. Kellen Moore, they had the number one offense. Again, we've said it, I've said it over and over and over again. Kellen and Dak together during their time when Kellen was the coordinator and Dak was the quarterback. In those games that they played, they had the number one offense in the NFL, and that's during the Mahomes era of everything that they've done. It's during the Josh Allen Bills era. There's nothing broken in a macro sense about the offense. The offense is really, really good, and it continued to be really good this year after the first five weeks when Mike tried to derail it. Since then, it was great, and they found their rhythm. The problem in these games is always we're talking about things that go beyond just like Dak's ability as a quarterback. Dak was awful yesterday, and you have to start asking questions less about Dak's ability as a quarterback over 18 weeks and more about Dak's ability to step up to the pressure in a four-week window. That's what you have to start asking more about, I think. But to say that it's like, oh, we got to change that. No, Linehan, are you going to argue for Scott Linehan, Chop? I'm not. Are you going to argue for Linehan? I'm not arguing for Argue for Garrett. You didn't want to argue for Kellen Moore, so I don't know how you're going to like say like, well, it, 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 it can't be all these guys. You can if you agree that those offensive minds were guys that should have been pushed out. I, I don't know what we're talking about here. And and you just said that if it was you, you would also fire McCarthy. So you're in favor of firing all these people. I, again, too. I'm not. I don't have a problem with that. And I only would fire him because hey, I get Belichick. I would not fire him for Mike Vrabel. I don't think Vrabel. I, I mean, Vrabel's just a. I mean, he's he's a he's a goofball. I think in the coming. Uh, I, I think <laughs> I think in the coming days we're going to find out that there are real problems with that culture. I can't with I can't our hire culture with this cult, and I think we're going to like. And look, whether he's back or not, whether the Cowboys. Choose- It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams. And lots 
of hot take. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Just to move on from him or not, there needs to be, but what could be wrong with the culture? Jane Slater, your cohort, said, I thought she was our cohort. We can't get her on any of the shows. Settle down. But uh, she said that the culture is as good as it's ever been. But what does that mean? With, I know there's certain things you can't say right now. Um, I, I just think that, but chemistry-wise, we haven't heard n- zero. Like, I compare the, and I'm, and I'm just throwing out thing, observations. This looks to be the total opposite of Philly's meltdown with the bickering and the bitching and the finger-pointing. Um, now, we didn't lose six games in a row like them, but sure, yeah. this looks to be the total opposite. We haven't had any of that here. Uh, no, but I think that... Coach you, quarterbacks seem to um, love each other. As, as good as it's going to get with those two, right? They loved each other. When you see the issues of details and effort and everything else, so culture can mean a lot of things. Culture can mean your interpersonal relationships between the players, how you manage personalities. It can be about the culture that sets in place expectations for how when an entire football team shows up to a playoff home game looking unmotivated on both sides of the ball, that is a culture that seems to set up guys that don't know how to work the way they're supposed to so but they were motivated for 17 weeks yeah and then they all of a sudden got unmotivated like like so the, the coach, playoffs on what, the line that doesn't what, that doesn't were, make what sense. were what were the biggest games of the year what were the absolute biggest games oh, of the year buffalo. Buffalo. The, the hype games we're talking about buffalo road game philly road game san francisco playoff game what did they do Oh, and four, and in all four of them had massive problems. And in, in, in three of the or two of the four, they had, you know, issues with body language. They had guys afterwards who were just seemed disinterested in it. I, I'm not saying that it can't be salvaged. It's just whenever you have, if you're overseeing an unruly classroom, like at some point it's like, well, you've got to kind of take control of it, even if you don't have problem children. But if you just have an entire classroom that you're overseeing, well, it's like, okay, well, teacher, you got to figure this out. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, you know, Dak played well against Philly. Um, sure, that's why I don't think that it's just strictly about offensive, like how's the no. offense executed. This decision comes down to more than that. This decision comes down to that. That's the same question that they're going to wrestle with in Philly with Sirianni: is is their culture broken? Culture, cult, like a cancerous, toxic culture, is the quickest way for a team to go. We've got to reset. Here. But okay, so let me ask you this: Why did, no matter where he went, why did Tom Brady never have a bad culture? Why does why, why is there never talk about bad culture with certain players? There was there was. I, I mean, in 2019, that was considered okay, after like 20 years. You okay, know what I mean? Like right after 20 years. Right. But what I'm saying, like, I mean, winning cures a lot. So if you have somebody who's consistently locked in, like Brady's, and by the way, if you'll notice, a lot of the people who are some of the most toxic coaches, it's the people who have left New England. McDaniel's was considered ridiculously toxic. Right, Patricia but it, was. It worked because nobody stepped out of line with Tom. At, right, because Tom is that, like, the the way that Tom plays, the way that Tom levels up, the way that they win titles. you got to remember, when they won titles initially, they were underdogs. They weren't yeah, supposed they were to be underdogs. anything. Yep. And then after that, they just sustained success. Mike McCarthy on his job security last night, uh, quote, I don't think anyone saw this coming. I think the biggest thing is we are disappointed. I have not thought past the outcome of this game. Here's where I sit on it right now, and I'm trying to be a little bit patient and not, like, uh, react in the moment. My my, I'm leaning towards... You can't bring Mike back because how are you going to go through another regular season? How are you going to go through this again? Right? How are you going to go 11 and 6, 12 and 5, and not have everyone thinking the same exact thing? 
you didn't lose in the NFC Championship game to the 49ers. You got waxed against a team who barely got in. The first seven seed ever. Was Jordan Love out of his mind spectacular? Would Jordan Love have put it on uh, Baltimore yesterday? Maybe. But you still lost to what was supposed to be a – this was supposed to be a cakewalk. Cakewalk first game, you're going to be favored in the second game, and then you can lose in the NFC championship game, and maybe that would not be enough. How are we going to just go through the regular season next year and feel like it's going to be any different or the first sign of things? This is what they're going to be asking in Philadelphia right now. How are we going to do this next year? When A.J. Brown isn't happy, the first sign of that. When C.D. and Dak are crying to each other and for some reason miscommunicating with each other, like, how are we going to run this back? That's my biggest hiccup and hurdle right now, and that would lead towards replacing Mike. Pepe, where do you fall on it? I mean, I, I would I would get rid of Mike right now. I mean, you have to because it's the same old, same hold. He, you know, he struck out three times. The first year, 2020, Dak got hurt. It doesn't count. But you get you have three straight 12 and five years. It's just it's going to happen again because, I I mean, I put my hand up. I already looked at next year's schedule. I said 11-6, oh, yeah. 12 and 5, 13 and 4 maybe. But it's going to be the same old, same old. It doesn't matter if you get a home game or not. You're still going to lose. You're still going to fail every single time. It's ridiculous. Someone else has to be in charge. I just don't know how you – it's like when you get in a fight with your significant other, right? And, you, and you've had a lot of ugly fights, and then the next fight's coming, and it's like, God, here comes another, like, two days or a week of misery. Like, all these feelings I think are going to creep back. It's easy to say the morning after, but the doubt – and the here we go again and the repeat factor and the question marks that you have in your own mind, I don't know how you get away from that. And that's with a 12-win season. Yeah. Imagine if this is 10-7. and seven. We're talking like we are three straight the Chicago wins. Bears. Yeah, three straight 12-win seasons. Three straight 12 I mean, wins. You know, tough decisions do have to be made at some point with a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of teams, uh, be it the coach, the quarterback, certain players. There's no doubt this is one of them. like they put themselves in this position. If they lose a close game, I think you could deal with that, right? You know, football is a one possession game most of the time, anyway. When you're down thirty at home to the seven seed, like like that was that was literally for me coming in. That was like the only situation where I would even remotely advocate for Mike not to be here anymore. It, yesterday had to happen for this discussion to happen. Right. Uh, the discussion may have happened if you lost to Green Bay, regardless if it was by one or thirty. Right, but if you if you have like three fumbles. Yeah. Which isn't on the head coach. Right. right. It's not right. on the head. Right. Fumble, right. If you had like three fumbles yeah. and they had short fields and they wind up winning by yeah. a little bit. All right. You know what? I, that's football, man. Was, I could deal with that. Yeah. You lose by 32. With those game plans, RJ. And you look lifeless. Like, and I hate to do that. That's a, that's a, I hate the emotional. That's such a Philadelphia sports take. But they looked lifeless yesterday. They looked like they had no desire to be there at all. Yeah, and that, that is, that's part of the coach. It's part of the players. It's part of the organization, and the, the culture starts. You can say the culture starts with the quarterback. You can say it starts with the coach. It also could start with the owner. Like, you can start with any of those guys, and that that was just an organizational disaster. I mean, uh, part of the, uh, the – to me, part of the entire coaching staff, again, not just one person, the entire coaching staff is there, – there's personal responsibility among the players, but the coaching staff oversees the yeah. the interpersonal relationships, the social dynamics, the, the locker room structure. Like, they oversee that, and so if that has – flipped or if that falls short somebody's got to answer for that you can't you can't in good faith run it back i agree right now i agree i'm trying to take a deep breath yeah trying trying to take a step back but here's the problem as ian rapaport said on the nfl network 
Seven other teams have a head start on you. 80, 82 years old, 81 or 82 is the age of Jerry Jones. If you blink, does Belichick go to Atlanta? If Philly loses tonight, someone very connected told me Philadelphia is interested in Belichick. Does Vrabel already have his interviews lined up? Harbaugh's in Los Angeles today. So this whole sit back, you got to weigh that against losing out on the potential answer. Patience could cost you. It, it could. Uh, I assume Harbaugh is not going to just do one interview, right? I assume that he's going to take his time. He might. That might make him an offer he can't refuse and say, here's $15, $20 million a year and yeah. take it or leave it. But, you know, who knows what the Spanos family is going to do. And, I, I mean, Jerry, if he is going to make that decision, Jerry may already have an idea of exactly what he wants, so he feels no rush. Like, like he may feel like, I know what I have, li- like, I know what I can get lined up. All right, Cowboy phone calls coming up at 8 o'clock. On Sean, RJ, and Bobby, be careful if you're driving out there. And thank you for listening on the Odyssey app or if you're listening at home, wherever you may be. Let's take a little break here and talk about the other games. And unfortunately, oh, man, the Texans' Twitter account was ready. They Houston was ready, and they tweeted out the Texas team after this. Here's some pressure by Barnett, and Flacco releases just in time. It's picked up by Steven Nelson. He's got the INT across the 30, the 40, the 50, right sideline, the 40, the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, pick, six, yes. Steven Nelson. Yes! Take that, Cleveland. Texans radio with the call. Take that, Cleveland. Two straight pick sixes, over. This thing started off shot for shot. Flacco, Stroud, C.J., Joe, and then two straight pick sixes, and C.J. Stroud becomes the first rookie quarterback drafted in the first round to win a playoff game since 2009 when Mark Sanchez did it with the Jets. Rex Ryan yesterday on the pregame show goes, "Uh, make no mistake about it. I love you, Mark, but this ain't a discussion. I'm taking C.J. every single step of the way. And I thought the Cleveland Browns defense was supposed to be great. And as I'm trolling and giving it to Derek Holland, lighting Mm. him up, mocking him, shut up, on social media, he gave it right back yesterday after the Cowboys got destroyed. The Texans dominate. Yeah, they did. And and C.J. Stroud is just so, so good. And this is something that, like, I mean, like, we, you got to start looking at C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love. Yeah, and I mean, look at C.J. Stroud in general, like, when he's had to go up against these big name, the, the end of his career at Ohio State, when he had to go against the NFL defense in Georgia and absolutely torched them, lost the game, ultimately not on C.J. Stroud, though, absolutely torched them. Uh, you look at the fact that then he goes up against the Browns with the number one defense, absolutely torched them, 16-21, to 21, 274, three touchdowns, just no sweat for him. Uh, and, and when you look at, in general, the last three really high-leverage big games he played, played really well against Georgia, like I just mentioned. He had the winner-go-home game against Indianapolis where he played really well, wins that game on the road, wins this one against Cleveland with a lot of people doubting what the Texans could do. I think next year it's going to be really fast. Stroud's going to assert himself next year as like, okay, we're putting him up near the conversation of Allen and Burrow and guys like that. His accuracy, anticipation, his touch – Cannot be rattled. He looks really, really cool and chill. And he makes that back foot fadeaway throw like Jordan Love. And it the pressure does not get to him. The pressure does not get to him. He's throwing dimes, man. He's a problem. He is going to be a freaking problem. And I asked Holland, who is a Michigan fan, I said, mm. did you see this watching this kid at Ohio State? He's like, 
Not like that. No. Absolutely. He was great against Georgia. He yeah. was. But I mean, like, there there were definitely some moments where Stroud didn't live up to to what people wanted from at Ohio State. But that's why you also got to believe in trajectory and how you view a player and what they can do. There were a lot of people in Houston who bought into his ability, just his work ethic and his his ability as a leader to put it all together. I'm happy for him, and I'm I know it's Houston. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for D'Amico. Um, what a story! What a run! What a season! As they get it done in game one, Bobby, you got that one correct. Um, yes. The rest of us did not. All right. Time's up. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get to last side here momentarily. You got anything else on this game before we get to uh, Casey? Uh, first, it, it, forget Stroud, who was tremendous. That Houston defense was nasty. And, you know, the back-to-back young, pick sixes. Real young. Very, very young. They're, they're a uh, – I mean, I would want to play them right now. Hell no. Absolutely not. And then I need to know how everyone did, or if you did, take this in Saturday night. Second down, eight for the Chiefs at the Dolphin 12. Mahomes throws right side. Caught Rice at the five angling right. Touchdown, Kansas City rookie Rushy Rice. His first postseason touchdown. An 11-yard crossing pattern. And just like Germany, the Chiefs have an outstanding opening drive for oh. a touchdown to start the game. They played in Germany this year, those two teams. Oh. When the Dolphins played. Oh, is that we going with some war ne- reference? Yeah, you should never start off with just like Germany. Yeah. <laughs> Rashid yeah. Rice from? Um, SMU. SMU. Yeah. Eight for 130 and a touch. Most by rookie in Chiefs history. Fourth coldest game in NFL history. Minus four. At kickoff, I need to know what everyone did for this with the Peacock problem. And I got to get these stats. I know NBC's bragging about a lot of the streaming numbers. What did everyone do to take this game in if you did? Did you see the promo during the Texans-Browns game where they're, like, coming up next? And they're like, the first game ever, ever yeah. streamed exclusive. They're, like, that's something to brag about. Their pitch. They said, be part of history Yeah, is what the answer History by making us pay for an app, yeah. holding us hostage to watch this game. This is this is an d- interesting spin here. I turned it on. It was I, I had you already Peacock. had Peacock. yeah I had Peacock well, and I was I was watching it and I was just like this is not a fun game to watch. I I like just was kind of after like the se- end of the second half I was just flipping back and forth. Like I'd get out of Peacock, go watch something else, and come back. But uh, I don't have Peacock. I did not have it on initially, and I was like, man, I really wish we could see this game. And she goes, why can't we watch it? I told her, I told Sarah it's on Peacock. She said, and she said, (laughs) Jason gave us his password, the great Jason Newman that we went to the Cowboy game with. Oh. So we had his password. Yeah. So I just threw it on. I was like, oh, crap. Here we go. So I put it on. So I put this. I was able to watch like, you know, 85% of it. Pepe? Went to McKenzie's. She had it. I did not. So I said, oh, well, let's uh, let's watch the game. And then I got free dinner out of it, too. What, what did you eat? Uh, Wingstop. Her parents ordered Wingstop. Mm. So. Okay. Her parents. Cereal? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I asked the Tolos, and I left out a couple of things that may have been illegal options. What did you do for the game? Ordered Peacock. Already had it. Not watching slash not ordering. A lot of people said, uh, you got to include, I should have included password slash illegal stream as the fourth option. But 54% of 3,600 Tolos voted, 54% said already had it, which surprised me that it was that mm. many people. 50% already had the network. 34% said not watching, not ordering. 11% ordered to get the game. 
NBC announced their ratings, and they're boasting about some massive numbers. According to them, it was the most streamed event of any kind ever in the United States with more than 23 million viewers tuning in. You rolled your eyes, Roberto? Yeah, because, I mean, like, this whole thing feels like it's so new. And and Tariko last night was doing this whole commercial for it. A milestone moment in media and sports history. Yeah, I I feel like these could be cooked numbers very easily. I would be willing to bet that the Super Bowl was streamed. Because, like, what, what, what is... Like, I have DirecTV stream. Everything I watch is streaming. So many people, again, were watching this on pirated streams or had to go find it somewhere else. There were a lot of people I knew who just didn't have Peacock and were not going to buy it for it. Yeah. Can you cancel? Yeah, you buy a month. You you sign up for the free trial. Okay. To, you know, but then you got to remember to cancel. And who remembers to cancel? I know I don't. That's one of the old. Right. Uh, that's one of the old life hacks. You take the end of a gift card and you use that as the card, like one that's empty. Use that as the card to put on file, and then when it goes to auto charge it, it can't. Ooh, we yeah, have we need warning. The Man. following live acts are unethical. <laughs> hey, Bang well, woke that up. Quick. That was quick. All right. Back to Cowboy phone calls. Best part of the show. Misery loves company. We need y'all. On a snowy Monday, we'll get the weather update from Dan Brunoff downstairs at 820 from News Radio 1080 KRLD. 877-881-1053. Line them up. 877-881-1053 for your Cowboy phone calls next. After Choppy tells you about K-Post Roofing. Let's get you over to K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofing and waterproofing partner of the Dallas Cowboys. That is, of course, a K-Post roof that you see on AT&T Stadium. Big, beautiful K-Post roof. That's also, they're the ones that fixed and replaced the roof at the AAC when it had to leak during the playoffs a couple years ago. They're the best roofing company in the business. They're the official roofing company of the Dallas Cowboys and when you need someone to come fix your roof, K-Post don't want to do it. Why? First of all, very, very trustworthy. They don't tell you you need roof fixed unless you actually need the roof fixed. Secondly, they are local. Boots on the ground at DFW. They're not one of these fly-by-night roofing operations. Swoops into town in a couple of storms, and then all of a sudden, you know, bolts. You can't hear from them again. You got a problem with the, thing, with, with the roof. They won't come back and fix it. They are the best in the industry. There is no question about that. Free roof evaluation. Free Roof evaluation at kpostcompany.com. The letter K, postcompany.com. They're also uh, able to install a solar panels in your roof. kpostcompany.com. Tell them RJ Choppy for the fan century. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 